Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast at Dell Advice Show. I'm Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Got a cool phone call last week, Lance. Yeah? One that's kind of down your alley a little bit. Uh-oh. I didn't so know I, I had phone- an alley. <laughs> <laughs> um, did, I grew up with an alley. Did you have an alley growing up? Uh, No. It was cool. Um, that's like where my basketball hoop was, was out in the alley. And then hmm. one time, <laughs> I don't even know if I should tell this story. Um, my <laughs> dad was, ask? <laughs> I was like eight years old. My dad was in the hospital. My dad was really sick. Um, and my mom thought that she heard an intruder like outside, like on the roof or something. Okay. So she takes the 38 special outside and it goes off and it, fires through the car of our of our neighbors across the alley perry and janice penn she fired through their like fucking oldsmobile or something whatever car they had okay um like in through the back windshield all the way through the car Uh through the front windshield and then embedded into like the fucking siding of their house Oh now, thank God this shit was like fucking one thirty in the morning or she could have killed somebody. Uh-huh. And my dad was so upset with her. Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't know how to use a gun. Obviously, you've never uh-huh. fired a gun before, except for the last night when you yeah. illegally <laughs> discharged accidentally a firearm. Uh-huh. Um, like, call the fucking police. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And uh, so that was the last time that... Uh, that my mom ever uh, ever touched a weapon. So uh, ever hung out in the alley. Yeah, mom's not not great at firearms for the most part. No. Eh? Sounds like um, it. Anyway, no, I mean right down. So right down your alley, as in uh, Europe. Okay. So uh, I got a phone oh. call from Align Technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Align Technology asked me to be the keynote speaker, along with two other dentists at their big, huge education booth at IDS, which stands for International Dental Show, which is like the biggest dental show in the world. I fucking love that show. It's so cool. I've never been. Well, I'm going to indoctrinate you. I'm going to baptize you in calm. <laughs> um, it's it's in, uh, is it, well, it's in Cologne, but Cologne is right next to Bonn, right? So they're kind of sister cities, I guess. It's not far. Um, I don't know. I'd say it's next. Because I think you got to go through uh, Frankfurt to get to Bonn. Maybe it's reversed, but it's it's not far. I mean, it's like 30 miles, 50 miles. Okay. Okay. Uh, kind of like Dallas-Fort Worth, I would guess. I think that's bigger. Yeah, but like two but yeah. cities next to each other, basically. Yeah. That yeah. still are separate cities. Yeah. Um, so I remember one time I was in Fort Worth thinking, I'm going to go to Dallas. It's, I'm going to look at a map. It's just over here. Two hours later. Yeah, it's like 40 miles. Yeah. Jesus. And in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so that felt pretty good. Now, generally speaking, IDS is just a trade show, right? But I, I guess they've decided now, I guess a lot of the big players in the game have decided that they want to, they build these big sets basically, yeah. um, yeah. where they put hundreds of people in the audience. And, and so mm-hmm. then they kind of schedule out keynotes. And so, um, you want to hear the lineup? You want to hear their, their keynote lineup? I think I do. Okay. So it's, I mean, it's obviously me, uh-huh. um, Pizza and man. then a, a young lady named Carla Soto, who I really don't know. Hmm. Um, I've just seen her on the gram. Um, and then a, a guy named Christian Coachman. Hmm. An up-and-comer, I think. <laughs> so <laughs> a little intimidating. Maybe a uh, bit, sure. But I don't so I you know, in the initial talks with them, I mean, certainly this is all contingent on Germany being open in September. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean, it's six months away. So hopefully it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if anybody can round up and get, you know, everyone vaccinated in six months, it's probably a country like Germany where you don't have a bunch of hippies running around. Like just everybody kind of falls in line in Germany, obviously. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good with the rounding up. 
<laughs> I was not going to say exactly <laughs> that way, but <laughs> I feel like they will be pretty efficient That's as they are in all things. That's what I said. Getting their population vaccinated. So hopefully they open back up. They just went back on another lockdown a couple weeks ago, as did France. Um, <sighs> so the variants over there are going kind of wild. So I, know, I got a, a couple. This is my second international trip that I've had to cancel. So yeah, hopefully it goes. Yeah. They talked about a little bit of uh, of of sort of the travel over there. It sounds like they're doing it right, mm-hmm. putting us over there in in a nice a nice fashion, which would be good. So I'm hoping it's like I hope I'm hoping they roll out the red carpet, you know, like the mm-hmm. first class flight and the suite in the hotel. Do you know which hotel they're going to be putting you in? I don't know yet. I'll figure it out as we get closer. Okay. Um, I think right now it's it's sort of like, hey, we'll 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 get all those details. Right now we just want to get the lineup locked up, mm-hmm. um, and then and then we'll go. But um, like the Grand you know, Marriott right there in Marriott, though, in the Hilton, yeah. right there, perfect location, right across the I'm bridge. Hope- I'm hoping that like they have, you know, nice stuff like, you know, massages for Christian and I, um, as they should. I think that's standard. My name is Stulga. I will be your German masseuse for today. Lie down, Dr. Coachman. Lie down, Dr. Austin. I will do the nice massage. A couple's massage. A couple's massage. Yeah, 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 for sure. If I'm going to do a massage, I I want it to be a couple's massage with Coachman. I mean, that would be, that'd be right. And it has to be Stulga. Stulga, Uh the German masseuse. Ah. Can you think of anything less erotic than a German masseuse <laughs> named Stulga? Uh, a German massage therapist named Henrik. <laughs> I might be daintier than Stulga. Stulga goes 240, 240 kilo. <laughs> About 240 kilo. I played, uh, I don't, what, what are soccer positions? I don't know any soccer positions. Um, I was going to say back. middle linebacker, but they don't um, have middle linebackers. Fullback, striker. Stulga. Striker. I played rugby at, at university. Um, I was the ball. <laughs> I would get you a firm rub down. Firm. Very firm rub down. Just slapping her hands. I'll slap your pigskin. Yeah. Just coachman. Coachman's probably used to that. I don't know. He's he's Brazilian, so uh-huh. he's probably used to like he goes to get a massage at like the regular chain massage place down the way from him, and he's probably some fucking bikini model there. Probably. You show up in Germany and it's Stulga. 42 Stulga. different massage therapists. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it's all, it's all rolled out. Um, it's gotta but I be. Was, it's gotta be. I, I've been intimidated by the coachman thing because, oh, yeah? well, I mean, he's kind of the most, I mean, uh, apart from Coyce and Spear, he's kind of the most famous dentist alive. He's getting there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's, he's in the top four. It's, mm-hmm. it's, Coachman, Spear, Coyce, and Christensen. I mean, that's kind of the, the if you were putting a um, Mount Rushmore of dentists, you know, famous dentists right now, you know, alive right now, it's it's those guys. Um, and, you know, his he's very polished. He's got a lot of like, you know, his photos are amazing. And I, mm-hmm. it just reminded me of like, from a musical perspective, like if you were to compare the two of us just sort of stylistically, Mm-hmm. You know, he's like Coldplay, you know, it's very produced. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very sort of symphonic or orchestral, I guess I would say, you know, I mean, it's just like, there's a lot of elements to it and I'm like fucking Vance joy. You know, I've got like an acoustic guitar and like a little pluck and moxie, you know, and some, and some good lyrics, you know, but, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to have like the big arena show or whatever, but I don't know. Like I've thought about this so See, many I thought, times. I thought you were more, much, much more like little Dicky. Like <laughs> that's my persona on funny shit. Um, okay. <laughs> I've thought about it a lot because, you know, I've had, I've had some of those stages with some of these people that just blow you away with like the, you know, super widescreen and like the, mm-hmm. you know, super edited photos and just all, you know, just the very polished like mm-hmm. AV production. Right. Sure. Um, and then I kind of get up and tell stories, you know? And so it's, right. it's the way I've kind of looked at it is like, you know, I, I don't want to devalue Coldplay. Right. But if I'm listening to a Coldplay song versus a Vance Joy song, like the lyrics of the Vance Joy song, just like I, I just like I gravitate to it. It's just what I like, sure. you know, and there's some people that like the sort of production and mm-hmm. the symphonic orchestral nature of Coldplay. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's it, like I just like the sort of lyrical songwriting of somebody like Vance Joy, who just has a acoustic guitar and just mm-hmm. plays and has a really good song, right? That's, but it's not as polished and produced and all that kind of stuff. And so, 
Um, I've just kind of decided like that's that's my voice. That's what I am. I'm I'm just gonna do that. I'm not gonna try to be. I'm not going to try to be Coldplay. You know right. what I mean? Like, I'm not going to try to be Coachman because it's not, I'm, I, I can't. So I just well, they, have to kind of be me. They already got Coachman. They don't want another. You yeah. Need to, you need to be you. Yeah. Every time I've seen Coachman speak, and I've seen him speak, I don't know, five or 10 times now. Uh-huh. Um, everything from like a 20 minute TED talk to a full day. Mm-hmm. He has a bunch of fucking lackeys that follow him around, man. He's got like, <laughs> he's got like a posse and they all have like yeah. super tailored like european suits on and no yep. socks yeah and to the point where like when there's people that like want to take a selfie with coachman like after the deal uh-huh he makes them stand by with the flashlights on on their phone light like as light like lighting <laughs> this this selfie I, I shit you not i'm not like i've witnessed this fucking thing happen i'm gonna i'm gonna do that for you in cologne i'm gonna yeah i need around. you to when people want to take selfies with me you have to be the one to light them uh-huh uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, for for sure. <laughs> Me and Clint will be there with with some some soft boxes and Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that. Um it's just like that's his brand and that's fine, you know? Like it is what it is. Um I've just like instead of being intimidated and trying to do that, I'm going to do my deal. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to speak with my voice and um that's kind of all I can do. So it's all we're asking. Ask me about six weeks before when I'm furiously changing my presentation to make it look more like Coachman's, uh-huh. but um, <laughs> we, we will see. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, it's kind of like I, I talked about it with my therapist because I'm really bad about celebrating things. Right. Um, I, I sort of I tend to devalue things. Um, sure. Like if 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 for instance, a, a line asked me to do their launch webinar for their newest scanner, the the Plus series. Uh huh. Um, and. I sort of told myself like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal because it's like they didn't change the camera or anything. It was just like under the hood improvements, you know, it was right. like an incremental upgrade. It was like a massive upgrade or anything. Sure. And so that's why they asked you to do it. If it was a bigger upgrade, they would have asked somebody better. Right. And so my therapist is like, stop doing that to yourself. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm trying not to do that. I'm trying to sort of celebrate it, but I'm also kind of keeping an eye on like shit COVID may go nuts and they may have to push this thing back or uh-huh. maybe virtual or whatever. So yeah. I'm all, I'm trying to celebrate it and recognize that it's a really cool achievement and be happy about it, but also not get my heart set on it so that if something happens COVID wise, uh-huh. yeah, you know, and if I get there and Stulga is not there, <laughs> what are you going to do? It may, maybe I'll have to be the one get, wait. to give me the, no. the rub down. What, what do you think? What kind of massage oil do you think Stulga uses? Do you think she just rubs schnitzel on you? This is my famous schnitzel massage. They start with the schnitzel on you. They start with the schnitzel for sure. Um, yeah, that's a good question. It's probably a lot of eucalyptus. Is that is that a big thing in Germany? Oh, well, it is now. I feel like I feel like that's Australia. <laughs> Imported I, eucalyptus. I can't do an Australian accent. So, oh, come on, make sure you. Of course, you can. <laughs> um, yeah, there better be Stulga. I just need I need Stulga, the two hundred and forty kilo German masseuse. I feel like this is this is the best new character we've had since Dickie Dickards or whatever Richard E. Richards. Richard e. Richards <laughs> from Big Sickle Tits. Right, yeah, we've got uh, we've got Stulga from Stulgard, and we've got uh, Dick Dickie from Big Sickle Tits, Georgia. <laughs> uh, Lance, this is an advice show. Are you sure? No, not really. We answer your questions. We answer questions we find in all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We strive to help dentists and dental team members their own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They have the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. No, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? Oh, fuck no. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best massage ever? Because we all know that Sturga's erotic massage is the best massage of all time. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. You think Gordon's ever gotten a German erotic massage? Uh, maybe not erotic, but probably some German. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> In Finland. In fin- is that, well, that would be a Finnish massage then at that point. Yeah, but they got the German import. Okay. <laughs> The kind where they, they rub you down, I don't know, and then they you jump in the ice water, and then you back in the sauna. Oh, I don't. I yeah, 
that's not my idea of a great time. Um, it's the weird. like hot, cold, hot, cold. Yeah, um, I weird. think that's a uh, makes me lightheaded. Yeah, so you get like a vasovagal response on that, and and it's not my idea of a good time. But the, the, I see people like at the at the at the spa. Yeah, uh, you know, like when when you have the spa amenities and all that, I see people uh-huh. doing that there, and uh, it just doesn't look just doesn't look or sound appealing to me. I, I think at this point in my life, I think it would kill me. Yeah, uh, with your arrhythmia, um, yeah. mm-hmm. it's it, uh, it's probably not advisable. Um, but really, anything really for you is not advisable, more or less. Mm-hmm. Question one: Reddit user Majestic Cream three eight eight asks. That's great. Uh, I got into dental school and instead of being happy, it gave me a quarter life crisis. I finished the end of an arduous pre-dental journey, completing a post-bac program, studying hard to produce excellent DAT results and diligently volunteering and getting active in my community. After all this, I got into a good out-of-state dental program and also a private in-state dental program. Hooray, right? Wrong. Because I knew getting a DDS was expensive, I didn't expect that I would have to spend three fifty to four hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars on just the principle of the loan. The cost of dental education is re- is notoriously high, and even in the interview process, people acknowledge it's expensive. But expensive is fine caviar. Uh, Saint Laurent bag calling this expensive is surely the understatement of the year because there are decent houses that cost what this costs. A tuition like this for a base salary of 120K is unthinkable to me. I don't really qualify for scholarships or the HSPS loan, and I'm not interested in the military route. I think at this point, my best bet is to try to reapply and get into my in-state public school, but it's brutally competitive. And if I didn't make it this year, I'm seriously doubting next year will be much better, especially since I haven't improved as an applicant. I've just been working. How can this debt possibly be worth it? Is dentistry seriously that amazing of a profession that people will pay that or more to get into it? At this point, instead of being happy with getting in, I'm working my way through a quarter life crisis. In fact, I'm seriously considering pursuing computer science or something, a field which, by the way, I have zero exposure to, so clearly I'm grasping at straws here. People keep telling me, if you like it, then go for it. Don't worry about the cost, as though I can really ascertain my love for a profession that I've never practiced. I mean, yeah, dentistry in- dentistry interests me. That's why I did the pre-dental route, but I find this advice to be tremendously unhelpful. Yeah, I know this is a tired topic, but I don't care. I'm coming with open ears and ready to hear whatever you have to say about my situation. Thank you for making it this far and reading my post. Okay, there's a shit ton in there. There's a lot. Yeah. Uh, first of all, how at this point, how is this news to you that it's three hundred fifty to four hundred fifty thousand dollars? Well, I think if you're applying to multiple schools and you're hoping that you're getting into the state school, mm-hmm. um, you know, you probably haven't spent as much time on that. And also, um, I mean, I, I granted it's been, I haven't gone through this process since before the World Trade Centers <laughs> went down. Um, so I think things have changed probably. Um, but frankly, during my interview process, and again, this was in the year 2000, uh-huh. in the year 2000, <laughs> um, and you know, it was obviously a different sort of financial climate then. There wasn't mm-hmm. really a lot of talk about it, other than like, "Don't worry, if you get in, we'll figure it out." You know, that was kind of the deal. Like, every yeah. we'll get everyone qualified, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah. And that was probably the deal because I was going to the only place I, I applied to one school. I interviewed at one school. I got into one school, a state yeah. school. Well, and so it was just a different deal. So yeah, and I, I was you'd have that era. Point. I was the era before that too, even even easier or or less um, because you know really state was sixty thousand and out of state would be two hundred thousand and and private uh, might be three hundred at the worst and. Um, Everything's tripled since since I went. So, but that was the same advice. Um, if you get in, you'll find a way to get it paid for. Um, you'll you'll qualify. So this person says they didn't qualify for certain loans. There's there's ways to get the financial aid that you need. 
So I wouldn't worry about getting the loans. It's just the pain in the back part. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's sort of like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll make it happen for you. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I don't know what interest rates are now, but I know like in general rates are low for mm-hmm. everything. So I would guess right. that this is fairly low. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that to be true. Don't quote me, but it's like, all right, if you can get an auto loan for 2% right now, I mean, you sure. know, if you can get a mortgage for 2.5, like I would guess you're probably somewhere in there for a student loan. I don't know. Yeah. I do. Th- think I, think that big- I, I was surprised. I, I was very naive on, um, potential income. I didn't know what the averages were and the, the low end and the high end and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still, it's, it is possible to have that type of debt and still take care of it and then still have an income and in a, in a, a life. So, well, so let's start with this. Let's start with him going at either, either the private school or the out of state school. Now the out of state school is probably going to be a little different. I guess mm-hmm. it depends on which state you go to, because at least again, this was like fucking pre uh, World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. Was if you went to an out of state school, your out of state tuition was really only the first year, and then after that, you were considered in state. But I think that not every state considers it that way. Yeah, it that, depends on the that state. Maybe a Texas thing. Because I that was what I was thinking it was going to be, and then right about the time I got it in, this is Oregon in '93. Uh, they changed it. If you started out of state, you were out of state the you whole time. You stayed that way. Okay. Yeah. At, te- at one point, Texas was like first year's out of state. And then after that, you're a resident. At one point, so, most of them were like that, but they were changing right around the time I started. So I here's a possibility. Hmm. And, and this, I'm going to, I'm going to go to this well a couple times here. Okay. Um, at least when I was going through the mm-hmm. application process, if you got accepted they mm-hmm. did sort of leave it open to where if you had to defer a year, they would let you defer a year and they'd hold you a spot the next year. Yeah. I, I've had, um, I had three classmates that did that. They deferred it for the year. They went and lived in Oregon to establish residency. That's, what, that's where I'm saying. Yeah. And go then, establish residency, go mm-hmm. work in, I don't know, fucking wherever yep. and, 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 you know, get a job at, uh, Best Buy or some yep. shit and mm-hmm. just work for a year, establish your residency and then you're coming in as a resident and that's going to change your equation. Now, is it going to change it to the same cost as your in-state school? I don't know. I don't know where you are. Mm-hmm. The in-state schools in Texas, all three of them are in the bottom like five of, of cost. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And part of that's the state, you know, part of it is just, it's cheaper to live in Texas, mm-hmm. it's cheaper to do business in Texas. Um, and the state still picks up a good amount of that. Oh, um, okay. And so it, 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 it of the, the, the three Texas schools uh, were in the bottom six of tuition costs. So we have it lucky here. Your yeah. private school, um, you know, it's going to be is, is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be that Pacific was the most expensive. That's but part I mean. of the way they sort of reconciled that was that it's only three years, right? right. So mm-hmm. you're paying more per year, but it's only three years. So you still mm-hmm. end up at or below yeah. Other private schools. That's opportunity cost know. for the fourth year. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what what that is, what it's stacked up like, but if you're getting out of school and you're owing, I don't know, what are they saying? 450. That's I mean, that's I, I didn't expect I would have to spend three hundred and fifty to four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Um, for the principal. All right. If you're getting out at four fifty in debt mm-hmm. and you um, are uh, recalcitrant to the idea of working for someone else in like a DSO situation. It's going to be real hard for you. Yeah. If you are coachable and you are motivated and um, you have more personality that's greater than a cardboard plank and you're willing to work in a DSO situation, there's... 450 is not that big a deal, especially at a low interest rate. You can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going to be a real pain in the ass and be like, no, I'm only going to, only one I'm going to work for a private practitioner. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to build a practice from day one. Like that you're going to have a hard time. Like those days mm-hmm. are for when we had $15,000 worth of debt graduating. Like those, right. those are the eighties days mm-hmm. that doesn't happen now. So, um, it's just part of the equation, man. If you're going to get out 450 in debt, like you're you're going to have to hustle when you get out, and that's probably going to mean either working for a high volume private practice, which there's a lot of those out there, mm-hmm. or 
a DSO that's going to put, you know, put patients in front of you because of all the powers that DSOs have. Um, if you're cool with that, then great. I think do it. I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Um, but don't expect to come out and do four and a half or two and a half hour, you know, DO overlays with your fucking BioClear <laughs> <laughs> and expect to pay off your $450,000 loan. Like, cause you're going to be doing some fucking hygiene and all like, you're going to be doing all of that. And that mm-hmm. just ain't going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one way that you can do it is go the DSO route. Another way, if you don't want to do the military route is work in a federally qualified health center. And usually part of that package is going to be some uh, tuition forgiveness, right? Or somewhere they, you know, give you 60 grand a year or whatever to pay towards your, your, um, your student loans. Um, that's not the military route. You can still learn how to do great bread and butter dentistry there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a bad place to learn how to do dentistry. Um, that's not a bad route either. Work there no. for four years and knock it out. You know, the people I've talked with that went that route have some incredible stories of how beneficial that, uh, that route sure. was. So, yeah. uh, I had different opinions when I was a freshman in dental school I, and I wish someone had the wisdom to tell me to get off my high horse and consider some of those. That's the uh, thing. You got to get off your fucking high horse. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take on 450, um, you, yeah. you're going to have to be willing to either work in a DSO model um, or in a uh, FQHC or, or the but military. Even, even the military, like Holly was like anti, we, we wouldn't even, the recruiters would come hard at us and she was just, just absolutely no. And uh, now she's like, oh God, I wish I would have been uh, instructed more on what it could have been. And she, she regrets we didn't go down the military route. Uh, so I, it's I not would, a terrible option. We know a lot of Kev, Kevin Donlan's a great guy in, in yeah. South Dakota who's still involved with the, with the mm-hmm. reserves, you yeah. know? And so it's like you, you work your, you do as little as four years and pay off your commitment or even mm-hmm. do longer. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you, even if you do your 20 years, you're out at what? 45 mm-hmm. with full pension. <laughs> I know. And then you can, you know, do what you want to do from there and not owe anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So, those aren't bad options. I get that it's not for everybody. And, you know, if you've got a bunch of kids and all that, you know, the idea of moving the kids around from school to school, I, I totally get all that, man. I, sure. I, I, I certainly didn't do it looking back on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's probably worth considering. Uh, but again, it was just a different day and age, like with what I got out owing, you know, it was just different. Sure. Here's another idea. So he didn't get into his in-state school, which would be the least expensive or their okay. in-state school. Uh-huh. I don't know if this, I mean, magical cream or whatever makes me think it's a guy probably because mm. i don't think a Good woman's chance. gonna have mm-hmm. a fucking screen name that alludes to splooge but <laughs> well <laughs> i mean maybe you don't know judge you <laughs> this is a safe place so it's so again talk to the two schools you got into mm-hmm. can i defer a year make up an excuse yeah. um um but how much just, really are you gonna save well so i mean i guess it depends like if you 150 grand probably i don't know i don't know what state they're in what so the that's the equivalent is that's the equivalent so, of one week or one year's uh wages so might as well get your experience under your belt yeah well so here's i mean here's the options you could also defer a year at whichever these schools you uh-huh. got into see which one of them would let you defer a year and then apply again in the next application cycle to see if you get into the state school. And if you don't accept the deferred year, mm-hmm. I mean, all that's fucking moot if they don't let you defer a year, but that was a fairly common <laughs> right. thing when I was in school. Maybe it's not now. Uh-huh. I don't know yeah. if it's that big of a deal. Deferring a year may not be a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. It might be worth a gamble. What's an HSPS loan? It says I don't really qualify yeah. for scholarships or an HSPS loan. I don't know what. That I don't is. know. I wonder if that's equivalent of the heel loan that we took. Is that Her Majesty's? <laughs> what is that? The HMS. <laughs> HMS. Her yeah. um, healthcare school scholarships, health profession scholarship program. Um, so it looks like it's through the huh. government and/or the military. Okay. Um, looks like they're mainly military. Um, so don't qualify for that. I'm not interested in military route. At this, I think at this point, my best bet is to try to reapply and get into my in-state school. Um, yeah, so if they'll give you a year deferment, 
it's an it's a no risk situation other than a year. You lose a year of your life. Mm-hmm. You don't lose it. You just like you said, you lose a year of earning. of earning on the back end. Mm-hmm. If that's not that big of a deal to you, you know, mm-hmm. how can this debt possibly be worth it? Um, I mean, <laughs> the you know, at this it level, I mean, ask Clint. You know, I mean, how much is Clint in debt? <laughs> It's around that, yeah. It was like half a million when he finished, so it's probably grown. <laughs> well, he's moved. Yeah. Got divorced. That'll grow some debt. Uh, that'll, that'll it's actually probably mark. the best time to get divorced is when you are in debt um, mm-hmm. as opposed to having money because it's like, you want to have this debt? Fucking take it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just that he got her all the way done with med school. Now she was earning is when she he got cast off, so... Um, didn't get to reap any of those benefits. Is those benefits that you want or that you <laughs> no. wanted at that point? No. Like, you no. know, I mean, I don't Fuck know. No. Um, is dentistry seriously that amazing of a profession? <laughs> no, no, it's like here. <laughs> so that's where I'm going to next is that if you're having these thoughts now, uh huh, what are those thoughts going to be when you have four cancellations? Mm hmm. And the stuff that does show up is a fucking redo on number 31 DO. It's no production. Posts have been thrown away. Yeah. And the posts get thrown away. I mean, it's like, if this is your thought process now, um, it's probably not going to be great. It's not going to get better. I mean, I, I w- when I was all googly eyed freshman and, and all that, and by, by the you end of my soft- googly eyed, just, I'm it's just imagining software. you walking around the fucking dental school in Oregon, just literally googly smiles eyed. And, and just happy and like, woohoo. I was a nice person. I was bubbly and friendly back in the what? day. What? I know. It was weird. Um, and by the end of sophomore year, I fucking hated everyone. I hated life. I hated dentistry. Um, I found out just after graduate, I was in too deep. I had to finish. Um, but it was after I graduated and started doing CE that the the type of dentistry that was available is not you're not exposed to during dental school, so uh, you know it, hopefully people recognize that there's a different way to do things and that the way that I practice now uh, is so much nicer, easier, uh, better than uh, than dental school. So this someone's got to keep that person sustained for four years while they get through the the hell that is dental school. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, you know, if you're already starting at like this negative, uh-huh. See, I started positive. Like, I got negative later. Right. <laughs> like it, it just ends up, it just ends up tough. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, hashtag it gets better. I am seriously considering pursuing computer science or something. I feel by the which I have zero exposure to some grasping at straws, but also it's sort of like, Dennis, I mean, this says, I quote, I mean, yeah, dentistry interests me. That's why I'm pre-dental. But it doesn't also seem like they are totally vested in, you know, in in the dental side either. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, dad practiced and they have this tailor-made, you know, place to slide into. And it's trying to figure out that's what he should do or if he or she should pursue something else. Um I mean, it kind of seems like you're sort of grasping at straws with dentistry other than it interests you. Um, But who's to say computer science is going to be any better? It's going to have its own drawbacks. Right. And, and there's, you know, I I don't know what the, what the educational route is on that, but I'm assuming you get a bachelor's and that's probably not enough. You know, you probably need a bunch of certifications after that. And then either a master's or or something and beyond like, so maybe the cost is a third of that or whatever, but it's certainly capping your, your earning potential as well because of less opportunities to own your own business. To me, I think that's what it comes down to mm-hmm. is like, is, is owning and being involved in business ownership important to you? Mm-hmm. And if it is, and dentistry interests you, like that's great. If it isn't, you know, that's sort of like, then why dentistry? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like there was never really anything that said why, you know, it's kind of like, it was my, my complaint with the Snyderverse or not the Snyderverse, the <laughs> fucking Snyder cut uh-huh. was that it never said like why these bad guys wanted to invade the earth. Right. 
there was never like any emotional stakes about like why Darkseid and Steppenwolf were trying to take over the Earth. Whereas with Thanos in in Marvel, mm-hmm. it was very clear like his planet was destroyed because it ran out of resources, and he felt in his soul that eliminating half of life was necessary to keep the universe. Like he had a set definitive, they laid out what his arc was Mm -hmm. so that you knew what was driving him and what was behind him. Right. And other than like, I just want to take over the earth because I'm a bad guy. The Mm -hmm. the Snyder cut never did it. It never explained any of that. I'd love to know like, all right, so what interests you about dentistry? Is it the, is it the, the doing something with your hands? Is it the fact that you can, have a flexible career where you can be in business ownership? Is it the the business side of things and, and, uh-huh. and that side of it? Like, what is it? What is it that you want to do? Why is it that you want to go into dentistry? Because that, I think, answers the deal. Mm-hmm. If it's, you know, oh, because it's healthcare related. Well, there's lots of other. I mean, you can go to pharmacy school sure, and get out for cheaper and sooner um, and make more earlier. Mm-hmm. You certainly don't have as much earning potential long-term as you do in dentistry, but it's an easier path. You never have to own a business. You punch a fucking clock. You get a signing bonus when you switch from CVS to Walgreens or whatever shit they do. And it's kind of an easier existence, especially right out of school. Yeah. But there's no potential long-term in that turning into anything other than just punching a fucking clock. So, And I had a a pharmacist uh, that was a classmate of mine. He'd been a pharmacist for two or three years and then he got into dental school. So, you know, the grass isn't always greener. There's, there's pros and cons. To no, everything. Right. So. so that's, but I mean, like the thing to me, the thing that sets dentistry apart is it's an ability to do things, to be involved in healthcare, uh-huh. to be able to own a, a business. If you want to do that, uh-huh. um, to be able to, to cure things surgically, um, you know, with a handpiece, which to me is the best part of the job is getting to use my handpiece. Like that's what I like. So I like to cut teeth. It's part of the deal. Um, and it it also you know has the artistic like all that stuff is 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 kind of what sets dentistry apart. But if that's not the stuff that interests you, go. There's cheaper stuff you can do and be in healthcare. You can be a physical therapist. You can be an occupational therapist. You can um, be a pharmacist. You know, you can be a PA or um, you know a nurse practitioner or something like that, and still be in the healthcare realm mm-hmm. without having to take on that kind of huge debt load and still tickling whatever itch that you have for being in healthcare without taking on all the risk of, of the debt. The reason the debt is there is because typically we own our own businesses and we have a higher earning potential. But if that part of it isn't what interests you, then don't fuck around. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, I mean, as somebody who has owned a practice and now doesn't want to own a practice so much anymore, at least for a little while, uh-huh. like what's your, is that, is that sort of. No, you speak truth. I mean, it's, um, I think that desire has got to be there to a certain degree. Cause I think as much as I don't want to own the practice, I'm still, um, too much of a, um, leadership is always going to be a part of what I do. Uh, and so, I mean, I got certain non-negotiables that I just don't do, um, that you only get to never do anal. Well, I'll never say never, but okay. The <laughs> you kind of like, I, I don't, I don't restore thirds. Um, ever. And it, it works best in your own practice um, to be able to draw lines like that. When, when you're outside of, you know, not the practice owner, you m- might have to um, find out where, where some uh, choices are. You just have less freedom when you're not the, the business owner and, and be okay with that. And I, th- I think if you start, uh, start off not wanting that uh, to be the owner. Um, yeah. yeah why, think- are you, why would you take on that debt? That's it's a big Why nut. Would you take on that debt. It's a big nut that you yeah. better be able to crack, right? And if you don't want to maximize out the possibility, like if if, if you don't want to max that, that out, that sort of you know future income earning potential, then do do something that doesn't have that that big of a nut. I don't know. I do like the the fact that they use the term quarter life crisis a couple times. <laughs> yeah. the The first time I ever heard that was John Mayer. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think I'd ever really heard that phrase before. I mean, obviously, you heard midlife crisis. Yeah, I yeah. I, well, I was, I was today life. years old when I heard this. Um, I'm trying to remember, might be a quote. I think that's in Why Georgia. Yeah, that's in John Mayer's song, um, Why Georgia. What's the lyric? Uh, let me find it. Um, 
I rent a room and I fill the spaces with wooden places to make it feel like home, but all I feel is alone. It might be a quarter life crisis or just a stirring in my soul. Either way, I wonder sometimes about the outcome of a still verdictless life. Am I living it right? Why Georgia? Why? Um, that's the first time I'd ever heard that phrase. So I don't know if that was phrase is in the vernacular before John Mayer, uh, or if John Mayer put it in the vernacular and that's where this, this person heard it from. Um, but that's the first thing I thought of when I read this question was, was John Mayer. Interesting. Um, you had never heard that, that phrase I, before. I had not. I liked it. Um, thought it was clever. You're what? You're 51 now. I am. Um, have you had a midlife crisis? Probably not by definition, but I probably started one early before the midlife and, and just like I, I started down the, the path of wanting the, the, something else um, 10 years ago, 13 years ago. As I started down that path, you know, the license in Belgium and then Dubai and all that, it was kind of a, I should have money ahead just to buy a Ferrari. <laughs> Than buy a Ferrari. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I I don't know. I mean, so I'm 42, and mm-hmm. if you look at at the like actuarial tables or whatever, you're further, <laughs> you're past midlife, uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm kind of at midlife. With my heart, it might be like the end of life. Well, that's <laughs> depending. On, it depends on what happens tomorrow. That's right. Um, I haven't really had any of that. I, I I don't remember ever really having a quarter life crisis either, or a third life crisis. I guess mm-hmm. my probably third life crisis because it was about thirty when I got divorced. Okay. Um, and so that was sort of a of a um of a of a readjustment. It says um, quarter life crisis was defined by clinical psychologist Alex Folk as a period of insecurity, doubt, and disappointment surrounding your career relationships and financial situations. The notion of quarter-life crisis is is explored in the 1967 film, The Graduate. It's been a long time since I've seen The Graduate. Do they ever say quarter-life crisis? You've never seen it? It's been, I haven't seen it in years. I need Other notable films that do so are Bright Lights, Big City, which I think has Michael J. Fox. Uh Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. What is that? Winter was Bright the Bengals. Lights, cover song. Yeah. Yeah. The Paper Chaser, Saint Elmo's Fire, one of my loves. Okay. Um. I think our our opening song is uh, devoted to that. Reality Bites, Garden State, Accepted, Ghost World, High Fidelity, Five Hundred Days of Summer, Lost in Translation, Silver Linings Playbook, Vicky Cristina Barcelona, Shaun of the Dead, as well as the musical Avenue Q, the television show The Office, the HBO show Girls. 2008 web series, Quarter Life. Um, other movies exploring quarter life crisis include Tiny Furniture, The Puffy Chair, Fight Club, Stranger Than Fiction, Greenberg, Francis Ha, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and the 2014 comedy directed by Lynn Shelton called Laggies, which I've never heard of. Hmm. Um, it, and then it says in music, um, in 2003, John Mayer's single, Why Georgia, explores the concept of quarter life crisis. The song was based upon John Mayer's experience during this period when he moved to Georgia. In 1975, Fleetwood Mac's song Landslide, written by Stevie Nicks in her late 20s, explores many of the self-doubts and fears of the quarter-life crisis at a time when Nicks professed to be uncertain about her musical career and her romantic life. She just wrote the fucking song Landslide, and she was uncertain about her musical career. Wow. That is wild. Landslide is by far my favorite Fleetwood Mac song. Is it? By a by a long, long margin. By a landslide. By a landslide. Exactly. <laughs> What's your favorite Fleetwood Mac song? I don't know. There's so many. So there's so many, but landslide to me is just far and above everything else. Okay. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, there's so I mean, it's so awesome that there's what three different singers to choose from. To yeah, some Rian songs is great. I mean, it's but there's I mean, there's a lot, but landslide is every, just so far everywhere. Amazing. I mean, even everywhere is just a fantastic song. So I can't ever. I can you imagine? writing that song and then saying like, man, I just don't know about this whole music thing. <laughs> what the fuck? It's one of the greatest pop songs of all time. Yeah. Yeah. That's when the and therapist like, says oh, you need to celebrate more. That Well, I mean, that's kind of part of it, but like I've never written anything as good as fucking landslide. Well, as soon yet. as I do, I'll celebrate it. <laughs> 
the romantic life thing I get because Stevie was kind of a mess. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. As was everybody in that fucking band. But like mamas um, and papas and Fleetwood Mac all <laughs> jumping around and yeah. Um yeah, I just can't imagine. I mean, that's like no. that's it's like Coachman doing his fucking uh uh digital smile design lecture and just being like Man, I don't know this dentistry thing. I just don't know if I have what it takes. Like, what right. the fuck are you talking about? Like, it's uh-huh. amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, I think at the end of the day, and we didn't give any shitty advice on this one. Um, okay. Just uh-huh. because it was too, it was too serious. Yeah. It's too serious of a question. Sure. Um, they should get into podcasting. That's where the money is. <laughs> Them pod dollars are. Throw it all away for podcasting. You'll never, you'll never look back. Uh-huh. There you go. You'll never work a day um, in your life. Hey, uh, if you like this show and uh, you were like me and think that Landside is the greatest Fleetwood Mac song, uh, and you have any friends that think the same way, tell tell them about the show. That's the way we grow the show. One new listener at a time. Uh, shoot, hit us up with a rating, Lance. What's your favorite number? A big fan of five. Love the number five. Um, iTunes. Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Uh, hit us up on all the social bullshits. Facebook, Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. Funny shit for dentists and dental team members. Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. Lance can be found on Instagram, at DMD. I can be found on Instagram, at Joshua Austin DDS. Mash that fucking follow button. Um, is it my turn for a song? It is. Um. Is it a hack would do landslide by Fleetwood Mac. But I'm not going to do that because we spent about 20 minutes talking about it. Um, I'm going to do a Vance Joy song um, okay. because we talked about that a lot at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and every time a Vance, every time this particular Vance Joy song comes on at the office, mm-hmm. um, I, I think about that. No, I think I don't No, I never dance. Like no one's looking. Um, yes. <laughs> I try to shit like no one's looking. That's when, when that happens. Um, it's probably healthy. <laughs> no, when this song comes on, it just sort of, I, I, I kind of, while I'm prepping or whatever, I kind of think about it is like, just remember your voice. Like, remember that this is what you're trying to be. It's not fancy. It's not musically mm-hmm. sophisticated. It's not, um, you know, no one will ever write a dissertation about the chord progression or anything in it. It's as mm-hmm. simple as it fucking gets. It's like, four chords um you know repeated the whole song um but it's just a fucking unbelievable song because the lyrics are great and the way he delivers it emotionally just makes it an unbelievable song so it's about the most simple music song you could ever have but it's unbelievably moving and it's a really amazing song it's called i'm with you by vance joy um it's just spectacular it's just absolutely spectacular and it's spectacular because um it's honest and authentic and true. And um, sometimes it's all you need. Sometimes you don't need, um, you know, a synthesizer and you don't need um, keyboards and you don't need a fucking electric cello or whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, sometimes you just need a couple of chords um, and, a, and a deep, honest, authentic thought. And uh, that's just as moving as, as uh, some of the orchestral stuff. So... Enjoy I'm With You by Vance Joy. For Lance Timmerman, I'm Josh Austin. Peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags. I saw you standing there, sandy blonde hair, the way it came tumbling down, just like a waterfall. And if you need a light, I'll be the match to your candle, my darling. I'm ready to burst into flames for you. I was just coasting till we met. You remind me just how good it can get. Well, I've been on fire dreaming of you. Tell me you don't, it feels like you do. Looking like that, you'll open some wounds How does it start and when does it end? Only been here for a moment, but I know I want you But is it too soon To know that I'm with you? 
sleep to escape from the sun And we woke up to the sound of a storm outside We stood at your front door You looked at me and said, baby, this rain changes everything And my heart ran away from me Just coasting till we met You remind me Just how good it can get Well I've been on fire Dreaming of you Tell me you don't It feels like you do Opening up can open some wounds How does it start And when does it end Only been here for a moment But I know I want you Nothing I want to To see you shine I'll swing for the fences I run to the line And it's high time that you love me Cause you do it so well To see you shine I'll swing for the fences I run to the line And it's high Oh, darling, I